Okay, welcome to this broadcast. We are now on Thursday, the 29th of April, 2021. Right, okay, so what are we looking at? Let's have a quick reference to the Bible. Jesus answered them, I told you and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. And that's from St. John. It's all about the Good Shepherd. It's chapter 10, verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. So, this is all about like obviously the miracles it is about just the standard types of like situations that would occur that Jesus would be a part of so the Messiah you're talking about Christ working through us and this is something that we can bear witness to when we have the Holy Spirit what we are able to do what we are seeing in terms of achievement um just the links the divine links as well like gosh one day like for example you are just like really really like quite annoyed like there's the wrath of the father in the air right and all of a sudden you notice that that entire day it is absolutely dreary and dull and the sky goes black you've got gray clouds it is just like what is going on and it all matches up it's like the wrath of god that you experience in response to something that's occurred that god just does not like that all linking up with say the weather stuff like that i mean there's just so many things that you could really link up to that just no one really can explain it just occurs and you're like wow that's an amazing occurrence like right now we've got like these really really dull uh, or we did have these dull dull clouds like just entirely throughout the whole sky and right now as i'm speaking they're actually beginning to move and i can see some blue sky it's just pretty amazing um but you know the funny thing about it is is that this is me responding to the work of God. This is my entire um, energy field changing um, from feeling that wrath of God to actually being on track with a deeper, bigger, larger overall assignment in terms of actually even just doing this, even just broadcasting this right now. And all of a sudden, in tandem with that, the entire weather is changing. Again, we can't say or predict or say, well, you know, this is you know unless of course the spirit's ministering that to you this is in tandem with god and what is actually experienced on the heaven to earthly realms and it is matching up it is scientifically all linked but then when that's ministered to us and we know that that is just like one of the works of god so it's not so much as saying as human beings you know i am just doing this as a human being on my own this is just occurring um, you know, that's when people might start to look at you in a kind of a strange way. Um, again, though, people did look at Jesus Christ in a strange way. So that is not strange in and of itself. 
um, they didn't believe. So those that didn't have the faith, they couldn't understand it, they couldn't believe because they didn't experience that themselves. So until you've actually got a group of people who can give testimony, this happened, this happened, this happened, to different miracles or interesting things that maybe they weren't aware of before. Maybe it was happening before, but they just weren't aware of it. And all of a sudden, you know, they became aware of it and they were able to talk about it and put it verbally into words. And, you know, when I say this, as I say, I do say this is God that is doing this. So it's the Holy Spirit. I just happen to have access to that energy and I'm in alignment with it so I can feel it. So energetically, the weather and um, obviously my feelings uh, being that I'm tapped into that Holy Spirit are just obviously going to be in alignment. That is just an obvious scientific fact that each of the different kind of um, elements um, from the air to the actual physical uh, earth and the realms of what actually happens on the earth therefore are all um, interlinked and can be sensed through the senses. Um, many people that are not that aware of it maybe say that are very, very like low level, um, so almost like the level some animals can actually experience this, but what I mean is that like not as intelligent or not as intellectually aware um, of their surroundings don't really understand that as much. They don't really get that and they don't have the wisdom to, to be able to communicate on this type of subject. It just to them seems like, you know, quite possibly quite strange, like what are you talking about? because they just don't have that level of witness just yet and they maybe never will um but in any case that is an interesting thing to talk about now i'm going to move on from this actually is supposed to be talking today specifically about like reverence like wearing something over our hair um when we're actually going to worship now i've got something over my hair right now and I'm feeling a bit non-like. I didn't know whether it looked kind of like non-like or, you know, too cool because it's kind of, it's not entirely like a habit that I've got on. It's um, a piece of material that is our family's tartan, but it's linked to the union. So um, our initial tartan uh, from the Semple family and clan is the Wallace tartan, right? Um, because it's linked with obviously Scottish royalty right from the beginning. But when uh, the crowns were merged, and um, you know, it became a united kingdom. Obviously, we uh, got our own tartan, and um, this was in link with um, lordship in terms of like the government. And so, because we were obviously like highly influential, it was our our family that was. Um, uh, I suppose there was kind of links to to lordship through the government with uh, the family. So in any case, it's at that level. And um, I didn't really look at the differences with regards to like race or anything, like the United Kingdom or Scotland or what's representing what. I just thought it was a very nice tartan at the time, to be honest, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, but I, you know, I do have it and I do realize I'm like, oh my goodness, like, is this really, you know, um, is this what my father would want? I need to be very careful, <laughs> so. I do constantly question these things, but at the moment, that's what I've got on my hair right now. And for a while, I kind of stopped wearing it just out of questioning and making sure that I'm doing the right thing. In any case, um, I will be wearing something over my hair, I think, at most times. 
Now, this is something that comes from a different part of the Bible. It comes from St. Paul um, talking about, you know, what women should actually do. The, you know, like, women shouldn't dress as men. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I'm not dressing like a man. I just happen to like things like, you know, jeans or, like, for example, I've got my Scotland uh, rugby top in support of, you know, our team. But um, it's it's actually a man's top. And the only reason I got it was ultimately because they didn't have a version that was for women. So I thought, well, all it is is a word. It would look the same if they made one for women that said women. It would look the same. It wouldn't be any different, I don't think. So I just thought, okay, right, I'm going to get that. And um, that's what I did. So these are all things that maybe come into more consideration as well, like what we actually wear, how we reverence, um, perhaps that's something that uh, just changes along the way. And so one of the things was obviously not just like the clothing that I was wearing, but it's now like extended or ascended to that reverence with covering my hair. Because I couldn't go to church. I was like, I want to go to church. And I was listening to um, the priest. And he was saying, you know, about inclusivity. And this is what I've been talking about. So he's kind of talking on um, what, what I feel God has been ministering unto me about inclusivity. And the fact that, you know, joining in and being there. But I'm like, I did a prayer about it. And I'm like, you know, should I be going to this particular church is it okay to go now especially after national like morning i just wanted to check that it was really appropriate and right and i got this scripture that said don't tempt the lord <laughs> you shall not tempt the lord to that extent right and i was like right uh don't think i'll be doing <laughs> i don't think i'll be going to church then and I did write about this and, and then I think that's when um, the priest started talking about inclusivity actually and exclusivity because it's about, you know, us actually cooperating with God. It's not just a case of everybody's accepted, it's everybody's welcome, but they have to be in that alignment really with God to be um, in that arena where they're accepting and accepted um in any case it wouldn't have been right at the time and I just didn't know why I'm like what does this mean and I looked further into it and I was getting like scripture on you know the sacrifice and things at the altar and that of that the Gentiles are sacrificing in a certain way and I was like is it to do with this and I read on further and it's like no like um just make sure that you know you're not kind of like um saying anything to the Jews or Gentiles about with regards to a sacrifice and just you know accept what is given unless one of them says specifically this is a sacrifice to idols so I'm like right okay so it should be fine and I thought more and more about it and I came to scripture about wearing something over um, my head and that was when I realized that it was regard with regards to overall the respect and um, making sure that there's not idolatry going on in any way, and making sure that we are not um, becoming that way, and so um, not necessarily blending in, but just being humble at, at church and not 
you know, not showing it any way which might be construed as um, idolatrous to one's own, like, uh, physical prowess or something like that. Like, okay, so that was one of the reasons I actually cut my own hair. And then later on, people were like, oh no, why did you do that? Because it was so gorgeous. It was like really long and beautiful. But I cut it because of spiritual reasons. I wanted myself and others to see me and beyond just that of like um, my like physical beauty or my physical prowess or my hair or whatever. Um, but in any case, that was a, a self sort of made decision um, in the spirit. But ultimately what this does is, is that even as my hair starts to grow and starts to get long again and you know, there's more like attention and focus towards it, I'm going to have that area covered up so I can allow it to actually grow um, but at the same time I can be respectful and humble in that way where more focuses on my spiritual side by actually maintaining that cover over my hair. So that's what's coming up, that's one of the next steps and um, shall we have a wee look and see a little bit more about this from scripture itself. Let's do that now. Okay, um, let's look at the different verses in the Bible with regards to heads covering. And this is all from the King James Version. And I'm looking at Corinthians. There's a lot there. And this is um, St. Paul speaking and St. Paul says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoureth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoureth her head. For that is even all one, as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither has the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, he, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. Judge in yourselves, is it comely that a woman pray unto God uncovered? Doth not even nature itself teach you that, if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, 
for her hair is given for her for a covering. Ah! Right, what is this all about? So, this does this actually make sense? Does it really make sense? I really don't know if this is making sense. So, what it's saying in this part that we've just read is that the hair of a woman on her head is her covering. So that means that we don't need any extra covering. However, it does say, let her be, what is it? <clears throat> ah, okay. Okay, at the top it said that If the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered Right Oh So it's all intent really and it's all about the spiritual aspect of it like for example if a woman like myself has cut her hair it's still here it's still long it's never been like really really short but if for example a woman decided to cut all her hair off or like shaved all of her hair off then that was okay as long as it wasn't a shame to her to be like that and if it was or it became a shame for her to be like that then she should cover up in an extra type of weight whereas normally speaking the hair itself would be that of the covering so then we kind of like think about well well why do people wear chapel veils and perhaps it's because they are in shame about their heads covering or not covering or that they may have cut their hair too short or something like that it's also um something that is done in a state of mourning as well let me have a look and see what else is on here mm, i think that's it actually let me just see Well, it does say here, which is very interesting. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God, which we read earlier on. So now is that saying that a man cannot have his hair on his head at all? Um, I mean, this is really like, you know, it says he's not allowed to have long hair for a start. And it says he's not to cover his hair. And the idea of covering is, 
something that is long so i guess he would be okay to have short hair i do know that you know there is this particular type of um group of males who will like actually like shave a part of their head and that's probably an interpretation with regards to everything that we've just said just to be on the right sort of side of things like um you could say there's you know it's not long hair that they have and they certainly even have shaved part of their their hair as well so it's probably just like ticking all boxes and making sure uh, that they're doing the best that they can but i do know that does exist um, and that is part of a religious order type of a situation or thing to do as well with some males so um well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to cover my hair with something else as well. Um, but perhaps I do because um, maybe until my hair grows as long as it was before, it's probably better that I do wear something over it until that time. That's interesting. So um, that's my little bit on um, head coverings, hair coverings, or head coverings in any case. Um, if you want to send me a message about this, if you know anything else about this, if you're involved in this um, and you want to send some insight, you can do that by sending me a message. You can actually send me an audio message on here. Thank you very much. So it's one of these things where, you know, you could come to a conclusion yourself because of particular behaviours or actions that might make you think that this group of people or that group of people or that person or that person is sacrificing to an idol or idols or gods or different gods. And that can be really difficult because that is something that we are discerning within ourselves with the Holy Spirit. And then here in the scripture, what we heard was is that ultimately don't, um, you know, upset Jew or Gentile, even although he's saying that these Gentiles that are sacrificing to, to other gods or other, you know, idols, the sacrifice that they're giving is not quite exactly what God had in mind. And I think that's part of our journeys in the law of divinity, in that higher divine law. Spiritually, we'll come to see that, that there is a greater way of um, communion. And that is that spiritual communion, worshipping in the spirit. Um. But if we are called, obviously, into a place and no one has said they're actually doing that, it's said that you continue in communion, but you don't upset them by, like, you know, not offending them by saying, well, it must be this or that, unless they're actually saying that they're doing that themselves. So the people would have to say that they're sacrificing it to an idol or this is in 
you know, this is a toast to such and such, that's what that kind of thing I think maybe means as well. Um, so that's what we need to be most careful of is the expression that comes forth from the lips. Like, what is that saying? Um, and I, I know that we're going to come to a place where we do more thoroughly realize that there is something that's said with the lips and the mouth and then there are actions that are taken and then there's a the heart and the soul and everything joined up and even if a sacrifice is being said to be in the Lord at one point you know we're going to come to understand more clearly like we might have an idea but that's not quite what's happening or we may not we may be in completely um this 100% agreement that what they're doing and what we're doing therefore is in alignment with a communion in God and we are doing this like having um, this remembrance which is what God sent us to do is to obviously to break bread and um, this bread and wine communion was in remembrance of Jesus Christ. That's what's in the Holy Scriptures. Now, there are obviously people that believe that that is that is the body and blood, and that's absolutely true. That makes sense. But those in spirit who are aligned with God also, they don't just see it as it's the bread and the wine alone that are the host, that they themselves become the host to God. So it's not any longer like something that's just out out with. And that's where the difference comes in, is that when you truly accept the Holy Spirit, you can see then therefore that you become the host to God and to Jesus Christ. And that when you're in communion with um, the Eucharist, you see that in a similar fashion, yes, but you probably more look at it towards remembrance of what occurred and the process that it has taken. So it's the action that is the reminder of what we're doing, why we're doing it, why we live the way that we live. <clears throat> and that kind of unifies the church's beliefs, I think, together really nicely. Another one that I'm going to start looking at is, although we have the grace of God, we know that um, it is from the Jews that salvation is found. So Jesus being from that Jewish tradition, showing that it's about mercy, you have to have mercy as people grow because they're always going to be learning. Different people are at different stages. Let them grow and see how they get on. Of course, you don't want people doing absolutely ridiculously awful things, but if someone, you know, is growing and they're still trying to perfect, we can have some sort of mercy for that. Like people going to mass or doing things like that who are not wearing a head covering, that may be part of their growth step. We have to have mercy for that. Now there might not be mercy for that in the highest heights of <clears throat> a Jewish synagogue or a certain type of Jewish synagogue or the links, but growing in the way 
there will be time for that, especially in Christianity and in the Christian churches. And into the point where there's like a full acceptance and just freedom in Christ, but with good intent behind it. But where we're called to do something like perhaps where um, something over our heads, I mean, that's what I was thinking about. I mean, I had prayed about even going to church again and and it was like I was getting this feedback in scripture saying don't tempt the Lord and I was like oh my goodness this is the scripture that you know this is the part where Jesus is actually speaking to the the devil I'm like what so is that like I am being devilish to go into church so there's a way of communion as well there's like when you've reached a new level and you've been called to do something else if you haven't quite aligned up with that yet like your spiritual to your physical like you haven't maybe quite ascertained all the resources that you need to do this most reverently it might be um acceptable just to hold off for a little while i think and i think that that's what was coming through <clears throat> in the scripture so um here i am i have now got to this position where like i have um, made a few kind of different changes and you'll get to hear all about that in the next podcast so do listen in for more information on that so the reverence and respect when you're called to a new level what is it that you need to do and um, just having a discussion about this so we're going to talk about that in particular what we wear and covering it off our heads and this is something that's for women it's not something necessarily even although men do this in the church um by saint paul who is garnering the holy spirit glory to god and of course our name being simple there's a big link there it's so important like salvation is going to come from saint paul's jewish traditions even although he had to come out of that to be able to help people into it by having a more merciful outlook um, it's his traditions and his ways that are going to be part of really helping us to gain that higher level of wisdom, gain that higher level of knowledge, because the actions that he will describe for us to take are going to just help us to hone the Holy Spirit that much better. It's going to give us that sanctity, just a greater level of you know reverence and respect. Um, and so we really do listen to St. Paul so much. It's so important. Apart from Jesus and Revelation, the commands that St. Paul gives are huge in terms of what's going to help lead to um, the salvation of all people. So one of the ones that he does talk about is what this next broadcast is going to be about. And it's that of women wearing head coverings. Men don't have to do this, but women um, in his um, level of... godliness and his level of understanding um, with his background Jewish and then of course helping the Gentiles in a more merciful understanding of a godly place he has um, these different commands which he sets forth this is one of them and we're going to look into why and just what a difference it's going to really make to our level of sanctity and the help that we can give to us not just ourselves but to the wider world in this growth and awareness of God So glory to God, thanks be to God for this opportunity and I look forward to sharing that with you very soon.